Have you ever started a new job and listened to someone's pride product or sat in a management meeting and thought, oh no, this is a nightmare. It's cringeworthy. It is definitely not what I thought it would be. And yet everyone else is nodding like it's the emperor's new clothes, that everything is fine and all right because the boss has deemed it so or it's always worked this way. So how do you change the status quo? Let me share my five tips to being a change agent, no matter at what level you work in any organization. Welcome, this is Diary of a Business Designer and my name is Dina Goebel. And this show is about business design. It's not theory, it's 40 years of lessons learned to create successful business models. You can register on my website, diaryofabusinessdesigner.com for email notification of new episodes and resources to download. So you've arrived at your new role. Tip number one, listen and learn. Don't shoot off at the mouth. Go into discovery mode. If it's the product that you're struggling with that you feel needs a change, go into product discovery mode. Understand product maturity, where it's at in its development cycle. How did it become the current product? What are the market conditions and what is the business strategy and the product plan ahead? This informs you better so that you understand why, when or where a potential change to the status quo could evolve from. If it's an operational aspect of the business that is making you slap your forehead, Go into discovery mode. Who manages what aspects and who makes decisions on what parts of the value chain? What is the internal service journey and why is it complicated and how did it get to that current way? And how many people would be involved if anything needed to change, either in capacity, budget or teams? Let me give you a couple of examples and I'll use these throughout the episode. In one case, I was asked to look at an agency channel for the sales and service of a product. It had been operating for 20 years and was created by the now managing director of what was now a very large organization. Others have run it at a status quo, including a friend of mine who had operated this agency for the previous two years. And when I got there, I observed a really high operational load on our people, poor customer experience, negligible ROI, and the brand reputational damage. I did more discovery, visited the sites, talked to agency staff and internal staff, and looked at its trading history. And nearly all staff felt it was a useless model, and the agency staff were very disinterested, and it was considered cumbersome, and it hadn't been reviewed since it was established nearly two decades earlier. Other than a sensitive managing director conversation, the decision was actually in my own general manager's hands. A second example I'll use in this episode happens all often with smaller organizations who started up with staff who maybe have never been in executive meetings and didn't know what they didn't know. And in this particular case, this business had been operating for over five years and had grown large enough to now hire a senior role. The well-meaning CEO had let the others establish the meeting method and cadence, but it was missing critical elements. It didn't talk about KPIs. 
it didn't provide performance measures, and it had no clear lines of accountability. It really did focus on tactical working group discussions, which would be common for a smaller business. A little bit more discovery, I needed to understand who did or did not like the current situation. Now, the CEO was open to improvements and had hired to improve things, but the other leaders felt very proud of their roles and they were very proud of the meetings and they were not about to let a newbie interfere. Sound familiar? Junior staff felt it was odd that decision-making seemed to be unfocused and achieving goals were not important. When you are doing your discovery, you will find what I call a coalition of the willing, and this is my step two. First, let me tell you the story of the Emperor's New Clothes. It's a story by Hans Christian Andersen. The Emperor was fooled to believe that the clothes he was wearing could only be seen by the most smartest intelligent people, and only fools could not see his new clothes. Yet he indeed walked around naked, believing, and everyone agreed with him, that he was wearing magnificent clothes. It was a situation in which people were afraid to criticize something because everyone else seemed to think it was good or important. Now, through discovery, you'll find a coalition of the willing. You'll realize that others are silently agreeing with your same observations and did not know how to break the status quo. It means they're potentially positive participants of change to come, and you can identify key roles for the coalition of the willing but there's no need to engage them at this stage. Patience. Now, in my examples, the internal staff and the agency staff and my boss were all in the coalition of the willing. The only obstacle was changing a pet initiative of the managing directors. And in the exec meetings example, plenty of junior staff and the CEO were keen for change, and the obstacle was getting the leadership team to change their meeting structure to include more accountability. If you are listening on your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, please subscribe, like, review, or share. My goal is to get to a thousand followers. And you can also follow me on LinkedIn and register for email notifications via my website to your inbox. Step three, fact-based conversations. Get the facts and don't get caught up into emotional statements, outbursts of proclamations or any negative commentary. Ask permission to review further. Ask if you can do a deep dive on the trading figures for your agency channel or if you could pull together an example of performance metrics for an area of the business. It's even better if your boss asks this on your behalf and says, hey, Dean is going to pull together a sales report for us. Anyone here like to help? Now, you usually get crickets or a junior staff member being allocated to help, but that's okay because that helps bring others along on the journey as you're collecting that information. You're offering full transparency, you're offering for everyone to participate, and you're not making assumptions on other areas, you're actually willing to go and understand. When you get your findings, it's really important to check with your boss on how and when to best present them. Some of them could be very sensitive, and you really want to take some guidance on how not to ruffle the feathers along the way. 
So with the agency, it was obvious, sales to service ratios, volumes and metrics, on-site observations of customer experience and mapping the operational time spent. And in the exec meetings, I did samples of draft metrics or finance reports, did templates of ideas for a meeting structure and identified gaps in accountability of the reporting matrix. I discussed these with my boss so we could make next steps forward. This gives you a backlog on what a better solution might be. You're not at solution stage. We really are at design, draft, ready to test stage because the magnitude of change will give you an idea of how quick and how willing others are to participate. So the first three steps we've touched on is listen, learn, don't shoot off at the mouth. Step two, find coalition of the willing, including decision makers and the obstacles. And step three, prepare yourself with fact-based conversations. Step four is change by incremental areas of control. Have you heard the phrase sphere of influence, sphere of control? It was popularized by Stephen Covey and I've put a link in my episode notes to his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he explores the concepts that humans can choose where they focus their energy and attention. The sphere of control or area of control includes all those things in a system we can change on our own. And the sphere of influence includes activities that we can impact, but we don't have full control over. And when you weigh up the odds from your backlog of what can be changed through your discovery process, what is in your area of control? And where can you be responsible for change? Also, where do you have a coalition of the willing that expands your area of influence? And where do you have decision-maker support or other team leaders support or not? And where are the risks if you fail? And do you have enough facts? So with the agency channel, there was only one risk, which was gaining the managing director's endorsement. And we designed a path recommended with my general manager. Was it reputation-limiting potential? Yes. Did that happen? No, of course the managing director agreed. With the exec meetings, the area of control, you know, was the area I was given charter to manage. And there was mixed willingness from the other leaders for any change. The CEO endorsed the changes, but I could really only change my area and have enough facts to begin influencing other areas. The risks of fail there was to become unpopular, influencing other territories. This is where I go to step five, pick your battles. That's a saying meaning select a specific issue of importance to focus on rather than trying to deal with too many things with too many obstacles all at once. And in some cases, it may take a couple of years to win those couple of battles. The agency one was easy. The exec meetings one was not so easy. Only some sections and and in some areas did we have agreement. Others gave veiled agreement. I really had to leave them to do their own work and work it out for themselves. And in fact, in some cases, it takes leadership change for those changes to be in effect. I've put a diagram in my show notes about how you can increase your area of control by moving your area of influence into your direction. And that sums it up. Listen and learn, find the coalition of the willing, 
fact-based conversations, areas of control, and pick your battles. I've put links to a couple of great books. Now they take you through to Amazon. There's Strategic Storytelling, How to Create Persuasive Business Presentations by Dave McKinsey, and Moments of Impact, How to Design Strategic Conversations that Accelerate Change. Please email me. I'd love to get some feedback and ask questions. Uh, Thank you for joining me and talk to you another day. Bye. Bye.